Welcome to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. Here's your host, Steve Teixeira. Thanks, Andy. Welcome to another 17 Strong podcast. I'm your host, Steve Teixeira, along with my beautiful wife, Holly. Hi, babe. Hi, how are you? Welcome back. I you know, haven't been here is, in a while. It is good to be back. Yeah. Uh, we haven't done a podcast in a while. I know, it's and, good to uh, today do Today will be an emotional day. It will be a great day. Yes. Because we have the now retired... Well, partially retired. Partially retired. Yeah. Uh, Roy Grandy High School baseball coach that was near and dear to Ryan and uh, Brad Latchman. Welcome, Brad. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for having Thank me. Thank you for being here. That's awesome. Yeah, I know that we have referred to Brad in a couple of our podcasts, haven't we? Yes. So it's he's in the hot seat now. Yep. Well, I only I asked Holly like seventeen times, and she finally <laughs> seventeen. She, I should have known that would have right. been the number. That was the number. That was the number. And Madsen snuck in before you yeah, did. Yes. Yeah. So then I was like, wait a second. Wait gotta... a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Oh, so anyway, let's just start by asking Brad. We know kind of how Brad fits into Ryan's story, but we'd like to know a little bit more about you. So could you just tell us a little bit about you? Um, well, I didn't grow up in the Central Coast. I, I ended up coming up here for baseball, the Cal Poly, and um, and. You know, once you live here for five right. minutes, you can't ever leave. Um, and so, uh, when I was done, when I was done uh, with my um, teaching stuff or getting started with my teaching stuff, um, I got a job as a pitching coach at Morro Bay High School. And uh, we did oh. one year there. Me and a guy named Billy Smith. He was really good. Did a great job. And uh, and then I was student teaching at Royal Granite High School. And um, they, I asked him if he needed a pitching coach. And Terry Albert's like, No, I'm done. And then I was 25 years old, and I was the head coach at a Royal Grand High School. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. All I wanted to be was a pitching coach. And so I got thrust <laughs> into the, the head job, and it was uh, it was an interesting setup back then when I got the program. The home dugout didn't have a roof. It was just cinder block. The oh, visitor's gosh. dugout was half the size. There was no outfield fence. The, <laughs> the place was in massive disarray. So, um, well, And you took a break. So you started at 25 years old, yeah. and, you, and you did that for how long and took a break and ten, came back? Ten years. Gotcha. So 10 years. Yeah, so I did 10 years, and then um, that was about the time Brady was three and Macy was five, and I was leaving the house. You know, a lot of people don't know being a baseball coach also means you're the head groundskeeper and oh, yeah. all those other things. So I was leaving Kristen at home with the kids for, you know, five hours during the week and then a couple hours on the weekend. And we kind of talked about it, and and I kind of felt like it was time for me to kind of take care of my own kids instead of right, right, all the yeah. time. And uh, and basically shut it down until Brady was old enough. Had Brady never wanted to come to the field, I probably would not not have come back. But mm. when Brady was eight, he wanted to be at the field every day and be there. And so then then it became kind of how I grew up. Like it, yeah, my when I was younger. Our summers, we went and chased my dad around to wherever he was coaching. Right. He coached in the Alaska League. He coached in um, Palm Beach, Florida, Iowa, Quebec, Canada. So our summer, wow. we were gone all summer at wherever he was coaching. And we just, my mom just dropped us off the field yeah. at like noon for a seven o'clock game. And yeah. we played wiffle ball and you climbed, figured it climbed out, under right? the bleachers and found, you know, 
change, yeah. loose change and stuff that's like right. that. Those were, were the good old family. days. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that's you that's know, what you, we did. You grew up yeah. and you didn't know any different. That's no, right. No. That's right. It was and a blast. Yeah. Of course. I had like yeah. 25 big brothers all yeah, the time. That's right. And Looking so, after you. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Do you have any brothers or sisters? I do have one older brother. Yeah. Older so brother. He, so yeah. you're the baby. I am. Okay. No sisters. No sisters. Okay. Okay. And baseball... On his side, did he? Yeah, he played at Cal Poly Pomona. He played in the Angels organization. His oh. oldest son um, pitched at Irvine, but has now transferred to Hope. And oh. his younger son played at Saddleback and is now at Hope. Wow. So, And, and how old are they? They go one year older than Macy. So 22 and 20. Macy is wow. nine, Macy's 21 and Brady's 19. So, oh, yeah. so they're boom, boom. boom, like, boom, boom okay, boom. that's so awesome. Baseball's all around your family. You yeah, it. I mean. Because Brady's playing. He's yes. playing college yeah. ball yeah. now. Yeah. And yeah. Um, wow, well, that's that's great. Yeah. So you've coached a lot of kids. So how many yes. years in total have you coached? Baseball? Baseball. 20. 20 years. Yeah. Wow. 21. Uh, more but I forgot. Okay, so out of that 21 years, or those 21 mm-hmm. years, how many kids did you come across that either made it to the next level or you knew they had what it took to get to that level, but maybe didn't have the desire? So from a like just junior, if you take junior college into it, uh, 100 like, mm. I, I mean, and then if you kind of strip that away, it does take it down to probably like 40, 40 or so, sure. I guess. 40 um, kids. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, you know, the question is is kind of an interesting one. I would say maybe two, two or three of the five best players that ever played for me never played in college because they couldn't get it done in the classroom. Mm. Yeah. Um, and yep. so, and... And, you know, <laughs> a lot of that had to do with how I was coaching when Ryan came along. Because I was tough on Ryan. Um, Ooh, we're going to get started, aren't we? Well, uh, you and me and Holly yeah. used to go. Yeah. We yeah, were yeah. best buddies uh, when that's Ryan right, played That's for right. Me. Okay, let, let's go back really quick. Uh-huh. When did you meet Ryan? That's my freshman question. Freshman year. His freshman year. Okay, so you yeah. didn't know about him. You hadn't really talked. No, no. Okay. I didn't do a bunch of anything less than freshman, freshman year. because okay. I always felt like there was there was a lot of, you know, youth baseball, the the... A lot of times, the coach's son is the guy that gets to play all the time and everything. So I wanted to give everybody a clean slate when they got to the high school. So sure. we didn't really evaluate anywhere until they were freshmen. Well, and that makes sense too, because yeah. a lot of these studs, if you will, in you know junior high, right. they realize at high school I got so many more opportunities. I'm going to go on the golf team, yeah. or I'm going to go do volleyball or whatever yeah. it is, because they really they might have been good. At the little league level or Cal Ripken level, whatever they're playing, but they didn't have the heart right. to yeah. go to the next level. For well, sure. a lot of people say they quit baseball because it's boring, and I would argue that they quit it because it's hard. Yeah, yeah. it's hard. Yeah. It's oh, really yeah. hard. It's and really there are anybody... there are times when I'm like, man, I wish Brady would have picked a different sport. Yeah, this is just brutal. It, and people that think baseball is boring don't understand the game, right? right. Because right. baseball is as much physical as it is mental. It's yep. a really you have to study the game to understand. There's it. a lot going on that right. most people don't see. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a active chess game. Sure. Sure. And what? it's and and the two you know the two biggest things are when you're on offense you don't control the ball. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you're on defense you have to use your bad hand. And there's no other sport like that where mm-hmm. you're right. you're made to use your offhand to play defense. Yeah. 
And so That's it's so tough true. and you fail so much. You f- yeah. Oh, Over yeah, half the time. Yeah. yeah. It is brutal. It's very yeah. humbling too. Oh yeah. To watch it and to, yeah. I mean, trying to take and hit this round baseball that's coming at you at 100 miles an hour yeah. with this yeah. wooden stick right you know mm-hmm. that's true really tough to do that is or really tough kicking a ground ball and having to stand there and wear it yeah, yeah. everybody's looking at you and maybe not even get another chance to you know it's to not like football yourself. get him next play or yeah whatever you yeah. can't do that that's totally yeah. true it's rough okay so how would you describe ryan as a player um baseball ma- <laughs> massively energetic um, obviously he was good. Like he had, he had great skill. He was very talented, but, um, he, uh, his, his, just his energy. I mean, I feel like I'm telling you something, but I realize we're telling other yeah, people. Yeah. We're telling everybody. Yeah, um, for sure. Just, just the energy he brought every day. We talked about how hard baseball is and how much it can beat you up and make you, right. you know, everybody has days off energy wise and, and it comes along with school. Didn't eat or didn't sleep the night before all right. those things. And I, I, I honestly can't remember any day he didn't come out and was, you know, he was just that guy that was like, I get to play baseball today. And he was right. always fired up about it. Um, he drove me absolutely nuts the way he ran the bases because he ran them like he he he, he had a, he, he ran them like like he was fast. Yes, <laughs> yes. And he always had a huge. He I I used to tell him like you can't come around second base like a like a puppy dog you know yeah. just big smile on his face you know he's <laughs> yeah. he had so much fun like uh, the yeah. fact that he had so much fun playing when so many people get so frustrated with it I think is is what made it fun for him and made it made him he just you know his whole attitude with everything yeah it was always yeah every day was a good day every day was a good day for him yeah especially if it involved a bat and ball and and yeah for sure for sure and would how would you describe him as a person like is that different or is it no i mean you just have it's hard high school's hard for for kids and especially on sports teams when they're they're fighting to get playing time and fighting to, you know, kind of fit in and figure out who they're going to be. And he he just, he never had to, he just, he always, he always was upbeat. He he didn't run into all the, I wonder what that person thinks about me. I wonder what this person thinks about me. I wonder if, you know, he just kind of, he, he had that inner confidence, but not cockiness, inner confidence that what he was doing was right. Right. Oh, well, especially 100%. as a freshman, because you brought him up to varsity yeah. as a freshman. Yeah. Well, and that was interesting because it wasn't supposed to be that way. He actually he was on JV and then Garrett Ball, who was his best friend, got hurt and couldn't play for like three games yeah, or four he games. Ran into Paul Ormonde running full speed <laughs> I at didn't, each other I on knew a it pop was something fly. Crazy. Yeah. So and did shallow he get a- outfield pop fly behind the shortstop and. Garrett's going out, Paul Armandi's going in, and they hit each other so full hard. speed. Like I you could hear it. It sounded like two wood bats hitting each other. And of right. course, Paul stood up and was like, I'm okay. And Garrett was sitting in the dugout, like giggling and going, Hey, when are we starting practice? Garrett oh, practices yeah. over. We're getting somebody out here. Hey, when do we start? I mean, he was he was looped. Yes. He, yeah. was he was definitely was... concussed then. And Paul I was think... not. Oh, oh yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he ran into right. the wrong person. That is so yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah. He's like a brick wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so that's 
is very interesting. Um, yeah, not many. You know, um, we've had a pretty good tradition of of being successful and having good players. So I I don't believe. I think, with the exception of Sean Mosley, I don't remember any freshman ever playing varsity. I think maybe Justin Trimble, maybe a little. No, 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 he didn't because he got hurt. No, so I think yeah, between those two guys, so you Ryan have to be was one of the few freshmen that yeah, ever played varsity. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to be at physical right, at right. fourteen or fifteen. You got to be sure, right. and, sure, and to compete against eighteen-year-olds when you're fifteen years old is not easy. Right. Right. right, and I think that year you took him to Don Lugo tournament mm-hmm. because, oh, and boy. I was like, because I got the phone call, mm-hmm. like, oh yeah. Do you remember yeah, this? Yeah. And well, I was because my brother was was assistant okay, coaching. So at let me just set the, the scene as a mom. Yeah. Like I'm like, they want you to do what? And he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna be going to this um Don Lugo tournament for the weekend. And I'm for like the week. Oh, for the week. Yeah, it's so five all days, yeah, yeah, five days. So it's all schools out. Yeah, the you whole know, spring break. A spring break, yeah. So I'm like, oh, this sounds like trouble. But he's like, oh, no, it'll be great. <laughs> I got invited. So I have to go. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. So what's required out of you? Like, you don't even have a uniform. And he's like, well, yeah, they're giving me a uniform. <laughs> we like, can take care of that. Yeah, we we'll take that. care of That's that no business. Problem. Exactly. And so I remember, I'm like, where are you staying? He goes, I don't know. Where? How much money do you he's I don't know. Baseball. That's I don't all know. he cared about. Like, he was like, knew no information. And I was like, well, I don't know, Steve. What do you think? And he's like, he's got to go. Yeah. You got to give him the money. You got to, yeah. we'll figure it out. Like, we'll figure this part out. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I did hear about that afterwards. Some mm. some some fun things that happened, but I do know that he was late for the um for the what was it? I think you guys told him that they had to be downstairs at the lobby mm. at X time and of mm-hmm. course he was late. So he gets in trouble and he's the freshman, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure but that But he learned. It was a great learning experience. It was experience. a great great learning experience yeah, exactly. I yeah, exactly. I love those trips now because yeah, I see those guys at you know, when they're 20 and 21 and they love to tell me all the things that happened on oh, those trips. Me too. Like, I'm like, you did what? Yeah. And why did I'm, you do that? I'm, and yeah. I'm like, I had no idea. I had no idea. Like, I was like, thank God that mom didn't know that, you know, they were supposed well, to be Or coach. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Totally. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yes. So I was, um, I was a little bit easier because John was the coach at the time. So he was um, helping and, um, which was great. But he did go to Don Lugo that that year, and that was his freshman year. And then um, sophomore year, he was up at varsity level mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. well. Um, I can't remember the varsity, the um, sophomore. Do you remember anything? Junior No, year? sophomore no. year was the one. I remember talking to you, and I, I said uh, he was struggling hitting, but he was playing shortstop for us in, the CI, in our first CIF game. And I said, hey, what do you think? I think we need to DH him to give ourselves the best chance to win. And he goes, just tell him he doesn't care. He just wants to help the team. And it was, that was, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was, uh, that was uh, one of those conversations that you don't have with kids that age. Um, or, or didn't turn out, like, you know, I walked up to him and I said, hey. And he'd been hitting all year. And I said, hey, I'm going to have somebody DH for you so we have a better chance to win. He's like, perfect. Right. No big deal. Who says that? Yeah, yeah. nobody. Right? Yeah. They may say it, but they he said it and meant it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But you see that in the big leagues, too. You see these guys go at the World Series that have been on fire all season long, and then the pressure of the moment gets to them, right. and they're they're but over. We're talking know? about Ryan here. He's I, I not know, even but, 18 years old at the but time. My yeah. point is, yeah. is that he understood the pressure. Mm-hmm. He right. understood what was right for the team, right. and even... 
guys at the professional level are going through the same thing. And he got it. And that's the interesting thing, too, is that he did understand it. He understood it at such a young age. Mm -hmm. um, but he was always looking out for you know, the attitude was always there too. Right. Well, you he know? was always looking out for everybody else. Everybody else yeah. and how we can make this a win, you right. know, for yeah. everybody. So, and I think that is a good judge of character for him as well too, because he, he just did that all the way through, you yeah. know, looking yeah. out for others. So, um, okay. Are we ready to get into this one? Because this is the diagnosis. I don't see your notes. I know. So, so and actually, my so notes we're are. We're going to jump. Juniors. There's like seven different things you could say right now when you say, "Are we ready to get yeah. into this?" Yeah. One? I know yeah. you're so right. You're so right. Well, I wanted to walk through the day that we decided to tell everybody. I think Steve and I found out that Ryan had cancer on a Sunday. Um, well, we were April down. At, we were down at Don Lugo. Well, right. let's talk about missed, that. And you guys said, "Can he? He missed a game, right?" Yeah. Well, yes. yeah. We pulled him out because they they called us from UCLA mm -hmm. and said you need to get in here this oh, okay. day for a biopsy. For a yeah. biopsy, but and you didn't tell me that. No, no we didn't no. tell anybody that. So no. it's, I think his hamstring was bugging him. His hamstring bad. was bugging him. So I think him. you guys said maybe he was going to get his hamstring, which is yeah, right. Word, but, right. Yeah, exactly. Well, so, because we didn't know. Right. We, we honestly right. didn't know what it was. So. Right. But I remember that because we had to go pick him up early mm -hmm. for that game um, or from that tournament. And, um, and you know, same thing. He was fine. He knew he what what we had to do. But I remember um, Steve Tolley, he was like, I think he came up to Steve and I and he's like, you know, I've been rolling him out and it's not good. Like he is yeah, really tight. And I mm -hmm. was like freaking out because mm -hmm. the C word had been used. Sure. Like they had been talking about it. Um, they had been talking about it since the San Luis game. We got a phone call. Okay. So San Luis game is when Steve got the phone call. So we had went into um, Laird's office and that's when the cancer word started. And um, they did the uh, uh, MRI and... Um, well, at that point, walking up the stairs to the San Luis game, Dr. Laird told me, I'll have you in Stanford or UCLA by the end of the weekend. Oh, okay. He said... It, it's going to be one or the other. Right. That didn't happen mm -hmm. because UCLA was still trying to get all the information. Mm -hmm. So it was by the, I mean, I think Don Lugo was the following week. I oh, think okay. it was too. And then and that's when it all started. To, Cause to that's in February, isn't it? Mm, spring break, spring break. So, so, March. so it's March. right either right before, or right after Easter. Okay. Floats, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah, that does. Um, so yeah, we ended up taking him out of the Don Lugo couple games or whatever it was and then he went up to ucla and um got the biopsy so we then knew after the don lugo which is about what halfway through the season mm -hmm. um that well we had got the diagnosis on april 19th so i think it was a sunday yeah monday is when you called me no monday is when we sent a email out Remember, and Ryan, because Ryan said, this is how I want to do it, because mm -hmm. we were like, what do you want to do? And he said, I want to have a meeting with Latchman, um, Goosen, Mac, Dwight McDonald, Principal. Mm -hmm. I think it was those. It's five of them. Yeah. Five of them. So we had sent an email. Um, Steve, I think you sent an email to um, Conan Bowers and said, we want to meet these five people in your office at one o'clock. Yeah, whatever. It whatever was, it I was. Remember. And um, 
So we had told Ryan, okay, this is is mm-hmm. this is how he wanted it to go. So we sent the email and they called all those guys. So what is your, I don't know, you got the email? So I must have gotten an email or I got. And then you texted Because I, I, I didn't want to wait. You didn't want to wait. And I'll tell you the, I'll tell you the truth why it had nothing to do. I thought, I thought something happened in Don Lugo. I thought that something had happened like at the hotel or something like that with Ryan and the other guys that was completely separate from anything. And, oh. and I go, wait a second. They pulled him. And now they're calling and they want to meet with everybody. So I actually thought you're, something you're, you're had happened something went down. in the hotel or something. And you guys had gotten mad at Ryan and pulled him. And then we were going to take care of it now that everybody was back from Don Lugo. So that's when I was like, I can't, I can't wait all day. I need to know what's going on. Right. So I got the message from you. Saying, like, can I come in? Can we come in anytime? I go come in now. Yeah, because we once I got your message, I went to Steve, and Steve goes, "Call Ryan. Like, what does he Ryan want to do?" And I said, "Ryan, Brad said he doesn't want to wait. What do you want to do?" And he goes, "Well, he said that he can. We can come in now." And mm-hmm. he goes, "Okay, then I'll meet you guys there." Mm-hmm. And then we met in the office, right? In your office. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that or do you want at that moment? Okay, so let's let me back up in in more of the senior role of baseball where I was obviously looking out for Ryan and wanting him to get to the next level, which he did sign um, his letter of intent in November. So we knew he was going to Colorado Mesa. So we were just trying to get through the his senior year, mm-hmm. you know. But there was a lot of stuff that happened. And between Brad and I, there was a lot of stuff that happened, not necessarily between the two of us. I just think that it was the way that I couldn't understand why you didn't like Ryan mm-hmm. and why um, – he, I felt like he was getting disadvantage of, um, of everything, and I was like, and for I was winning, picking on him. You were picking on him. Mm-hmm. You were like, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to be that parent to be like, oh well, you know, it's not my kid. That's he's still having playtime. He's still doing great. It's more of, um, he's just. He's just super on him all the time, Mm -hmm. all the time. And I'm like, what is going on? And then this happens. Like, I mean, I probably said the meanest things about Brad that I don't even want to admit that I said. Um, But they were they were the way I was feeling Mm -hmm. at the time. And so how close was that to after the Paso thing? When I pulled him out in mid at bat. Oh, and you were yelling at me from the stands. <laughs> I oh, forgot about that game. That was, that a, was a horrible game. Horrible game. That was a horrible oh, game. Oh, yeah. yeah. When was that? You got to tell the story now. Well, so. I don't remember when that was, but that was. It was that season. It, it was, was yeah, that it was season. That, yeah. So let me, let me, let me, okay. like, before okay. I say, tell that story, okay. I got to get, I have to put some groundwork or people are going to turn it off and be like, I don't want to listen anymore to this. Yeah, I know, right? Okay. <laughs> so, um. In the the two or three years previous to that, we sent Jordan Morrison down to UCI and we sent Kyle Robinger to LMU. Right. LMU, yeah. And they failed. And I felt like I was too easy on them and I didn't prepare them to go away and play. Because the Central Coast 
doesn't have the saturation of high level players that LA, right. Texas, Florida, Bay Area. So these kids that. that are outstanding when they're young, through no fault of their own, don't get the same level of competition as the other ones do. And sure. so they don't have to fight through as much. And so um, after um, Robbie got done at LMU and kind of got a raw deal there, I had decided that anybody who was going to go away to school, I was going to coach them like a college coach. Mm. Well, like Skip, right? Right. And Ryan – or in uh, – and and I knew what Garrett, you know, I knew how mm-hmm. Skip was, and um, so I was all over. Anytime I didn't let him get away with anything that I didn't think a college coach would let him get away with, and I tried to explain that to you, but probably but, wasn't listening though. But wasn't right. even like absorbing. I still have I still have the text I sent you after the Paso <laughs> game. But it, oh. it, it, it's a parent thing. It sure, is. it's a parent thing. It really was absolutely, and 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 um, and I was trying to do what I thought was best, and and I I I was continually telling Ryan this is why I was treating him this way, um, and he he got it. I think it was tough for him because he'd never played for anybody who didn't kind of just hey you know yeah. just keep doing what you're doing, just right. keep doing what you're doing, right. But um, like we talked about earlier, the base running thing, I, I knew that if he kept doing that stuff. So so anyway, so <laughs> that, that so Paso, so Paso. Yeah. And he got picked off twice yeah, that so game. Paso, yeah. So Paso, yeah. he gets he a base, base hit. Hits. Yeah. He gets a base hit. And they had, they had a left-hander who had a really good move. And so we talked about it before the game. We practiced the day before. Jab step back when he picks up his leg. Make sure you don't get picked off unless you're stealing. And so bef- so Ryan gets our first hit. It's a close game. It's one nothing or whatever. And and um, he, the guy doesn't even throw a pitch home. He just picks up his leg, picks over. Ryan takes two steps towards second base, and he gets, he's, and he's not stealing, and he gets tagged out. And so he comes in, and I, you know, I'm like, we went over this yesterday. This isn't acceptable. If you do this at the next level, you're not going to play. So he comes up the second time, and he gets a base hit. And there's no pitch home. He gets picked off on the first move again, not stealing. And so we go through that. I'm a little more vocal about it. And his third at bat, we have a runner on first. I call for a hit and run. Ryan doesn't swing, which for those of you that aren't real baseball, you have to swing regardless over your head, in the dirt, in the dugout. Regardless where the pitch swing. is. So <laughs> after that, the guy gets thrown out at second by about 20 feet. I call timeout, and I pinch hit for Ryan in the middle of an at bat, which is, which is not done very often and is definitely showing up the – athlete by the coach for sure it's basically what some people would say is it's hey i know what i'm doing you don't it's your fault i'm gonna let everybody know that it wasn't my fault but what i was trying to do was go if you do this in college you're Mm -hmm. never going to see the field again and and actually hopefully i'm remembering this right we sat down and talked about it for two innings i put him back in and he had a decent he, – he made some good plays at short and finished the game kind of on a positive note. But when I took him out and pinch hit him, Holly was screaming at me from the oh, from yeah. stands, are you serious? I could still hear it ringing. Oh, yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> are you serious? 
I was there. I, I, had I was to, there. I too. have to admit, yeah. And so I was she, like, so I texted her after the game, and I, it was like, I yeah. don't even remember this, to be honest. <laughs> on my phone, I texted. I, her, I didn't let him bring I his phone in. I texted her and said, it said basically, it said, I read it like two days ago. It oh said, my god! It said, uh, I, I, I. I could tell that you were upset with my decision to take Ryan out of the game. Every decision I'm making is trying to get him to become a better baseball player and be have him be ready for the next level. And and um, I'm sorry that it irritates you, but I think I'm doing the best thing for him. And the answer was okay. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I God. was probably, and I was actually, I'm pretty proud of myself that I said okay because I was probably so upset. The first text, it didn't, they didn't have bubbles back then. It was yeah. probably like, right. Okay, delete, delete, okay. delete, delete, yeah. delete, 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 they don't know it. I would never not play a kid because what their parent did. But right. but they think. But at the next level, you're exactly right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. if you think a, a, a parent's going to sit there and chirp at a college level coach, he's just going to tell you, tell you as a parent, you're not welcome back here. Right. Yeah. And your kid will never play. Right. You know, yeah, they just send them home. Yeah. Absolutely. Nobody's worth the hassle at that level. They got exactly. another guy waiting to play. Absolutely. Okay. So go back to. <sighs> so anyway, anyway we're, after... at this, we're at this meeting in my office, and and you guys tell me what's going on. And Who told, who actually spoke? Steve, did you speak? Yes. I didn't say one word. Yes. Was, you did. And then and, Ryan did. And then Ryan did. And I, it's kind of blurry, but I remember like my head getting so, my face getting so hot, I thought my head was going to pop. And I'd never had anybody that played for me have any kind of real, I mean, real injury or issue or anything like that. <laughs> it's all right. No, and I remember, so I took a half day after that, and Kristen was, Kristen was um, job sharing. And so when I told her, God, I think we cried for about an hour and a half. You just run in, God, it's just, it was just so much. You can't believe it. They got it. the wrong guy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, and then I saw when I walked into that room, even though it was so vague and so blurry and I couldn't even remember who if you told or if Ryan told or what, who even spoke. But I saw a side of Brad I'd never saw before. And I just saw this mush, this heart that I had never seen before. So I don't know. I just, and then I was like, oh gosh, now we got to do this again. We got to do this again at one or whatever. And you oh, came man. into that meeting yeah. where I had, I'm like, you knew everything that mm -hmm. we were going to say, but you, I mean, wasn't my story. Nobody, tell. nobody knew. Mm -hmm. So it was um, told once again to everybody. And um, do you remember what happened the next day when you came and saw me? Yeah. No, and I have to tell you. So yes. So Sorry, I didn't mean. To very cut you next off. day, I um, was at such a loss um, that I mean, when your kid is diagnosed. You don't know what to do. You're, I'm so vulnerable and don't know 
you, you just are at a loss and you're like, okay, if it's something I did, like I need to clean my slate because right. you feel mm-hmm. so guilty. I don't know what it is. It's so horrific. I can't, and not that you expect anybody to, but Steve did not know. Ryan did not know. And I texted Brad and I basically just said, I need to talk to you. And um, obviously I've told Steve now. And I think you said, come on over, Mm -hmm. like, come, come right over. And I walked into the the same office that we're, was it the very next day? Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember I if it, it was, was the, the very day. next day or the day passed, mm-hmm. a day passed in between. But, um, and I just came and this is why I feel like the story goes full circle because I just said, I just need to ask you to forgive me because I said some horrible things about you and I'm in a vulnerable situation right now. And I just want you to know that I just, I just want to ask you for my forgiveness, for you to forgive me for anything that I said to you, said about you, said to you, because and, and at that moment is when you told me, I don't hate your son. Mm-hmm. I love your son. And I always want the best for him. And I don't think I ever believed you until that day, until that one day I saw a different side of Brad Latchman than I ever had seen before. And um, not that you want to see that side of because of the whole situation but um I felt like it just brought such forgiveness to the whole situation and and we were able to rebuild this friendship that Mm -hmm. has been I don't know I mean am I ever am I am I saying this you're saying it I'm just so um I'm so appreciative that you allowed me to come in that day and just pour my heart out and nobody knew that Brad it was literally just you and I and it wasn't until months later that I told you that um you did what and I said I did because I felt so terrible with all those things that I had said to you and said about you your take well that was my side of the story right no you know obviously this crazy woman is coming and texting you See, but you know you could tell it wasn't like that you, we were, I was in all, all I wanted to do was help. Right. And it's, it's, it's really, you know, it's really hard. And I, I, I feel like I started coaching a little bit different after that, but it's really, you really want to stay away from parents. A hundred percent. And you, you, yeah. you really like, um. It's brutal because there's been a, well, you know what you said, right? You're not, your kid was starting, he was playing shortstop and batting third. Right. Absolutely. So what do you think and I the knew kids that. that don't get to play? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> it's Little League all it's over totally, again. Right. Give me yeah. the kid and put the parents away, Absolutely. you know? No. Right. And, and I, so, I would and, always and say that. Describe, and I'm sure you would, before you would have described me as like hard to approach and and you know standoffish or whatever i felt like it was we had a relationship with with each other because we i i contacted you about senior nights mm-hmm. and you're like whatever you want to do whatever you want to do like it was it was a a good relationship sure. but it was at that last 
senior year when mm-hmm. we just needed to get through the year. And and it right. was a horrible year at mm-hmm. that, you know. I mean, we were winning, though. That was the craziest thing. We right. were winning with these kids that we didn't even – we were like, we're winning. Like, yeah. these – they're pitching well. They're playing well. Yeah, we, we used to come home. Me and Tali used to call we each would, other on the phone and go, are, are we really – I no, right I'm now? blown like, away with all – I believe that. But, and, you know, Ryan was a great leader all the way through. I Mm -hmm. felt like he was a great leader to, um, to all those kids, but it was just a really, um, interesting dynamics Mm -hmm. of, of everything. But honestly, in my heart of hearts, I really thought that you didn't like Ryan. I really thought that you, yeah, (laughs) you don't have to sell me on that. Okay. So you come in that day and. And there's no, there's no need there's no need to sell that. Um, uh, yeah, when you came in that well, and it's I guess the funny thing is is that one you would be surprised. I I I wonder how I acted. What my take on it was? How have I been acting? That one you would think that I wouldn't want you to come by for any reason at that point. And two, you know, I didn't I didn't know what to say when you asked me to forgive you because you thought I, and I was like, you I'm thinking to myself, holy cow, this lady has a lot more stuff to worry about than whatever I think. Oh, and, but I felt like I had to clear that yeah. to be able to deal with what I was dealing with. I don't hate anyone. Right. I don't hate anyone. Not but anymore. at one point, I hated Brad Latchman. Yeah. And I was so mad because he was so mean to my kid. But that's the way I thought. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was like, I need to clear that because that's not my character. That's right. not my. That's not the way I am. And well, it doesn't help you. It, it didn't help, help me. Right. And it wasn't going to help me in that situation. Yeah. And so that's why I felt like it was almost clearing my my conscious whether mm-hmm. it and I realized that you probably didn't have anything to say because you're like what like yeah. this is crazy but I I felt better after that because I felt like I can move forward mm-hmm. and know that my conscious is clean and I can fight this fight with Ryan like well and I think we're we're in a better spot because you did Absolutely. Absolutely. And you yeah. probably went home and told Kristen, this is a weird one for you because it never, it never surprises me when parents think when parents, when, when I was coaching, when parents thought that I was doing something wrong, because then, you know, then my kids go through and, and you're like, it's the same thing. It's, it's the same thing. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. The same, it's always the same thing. And, and you just don't understand why they're doing stuff and you're not privy to the side conversations that are going on and so right right i don't know i was just glad that i was glad you came in because when you hugged me it was like you you went from to like right there was this huge like release, release. that's yeah. exactly right that's yeah. exactly the way i felt too I when you walked like... in you were a ball and when you, you kinda and you felt 20 some, pounds lift. shed some weight shed absolutely some shoulder. Yeah. yeah which made so much it, it's it amazing really what forgiveness will do it's so crazy so i actually had to tell that story um in a bible study that i was in and it was a really emotional story mm-hmm. but you know what we inspired so many people just by that because I was blown, like, yes, that's what I did, but I didn't realize what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I yeah. was really didn't realize what I was doing, but I knew that I needed to do it, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
anyway, it was. Um, well, I'm glad I think, you're giving me credit for because I think you did everything. Well, uh, believe me, I don't think I did much. I just was like trying to. You were trying to literally survive, mm-hmm. survive mm-hmm. in that moment, mm-hmm. and it was. If I mean, if you you know if you had some accountability for it, you would be like, oh gosh, take this you know take this responsibility off of me, um, because we knew we had a huge fight. Um, in front of us, you mm-hmm. know, and so Ryan, obviously he had what, five weeks, six weeks before we even knew anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So he gets, he kept playing. He, he gets, kept playing, playing baseball. with his big, did you ever mm-hmm. see? Oh yeah. Okay. I never yeah, he saw showed it. everybody in the dugout. Yeah. See, and I never saw it because it was so close to his groin. So I had Steve always look at it because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't need to be looking at that. So anyway, um, and it was just on the upper, um, right thigh i Mm -hmm. guess but still um so we played for five more weeks or something ended up finishing out the season okay so didn't make playoffs though he was no he no because the first playoff game was the nogales game right 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 Right. we did that and that's when he started treatment right and that's when we did but before that we had the head the head shaving no that was nogales nogales was the head shaving yeah Oh, because Ryan this was I there. Know, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. This I know for sure. Right. I have a picture in my you, thing you're where, right. where Nolan Elias is going over the top yeah, of the pile upside right. down, and That's Ryan's right, right there. Ryan's was, right there. And then right we stayed, it. and um, Joey De La Rosa's mom, who's yes. yep. she brought a bunch of clippers, and we we were worried we were going to blow out the whole oh, wattage thing because we had like seven that, clippers going. Yes, and that blessed me so much because there was. Do you remember how many kids? I mean. I have oh, a picture somewhere. There's a picture. There, there's there got to be 50, 60, be maybe 70 guess, yeah. kids. I anyway, don't remember. It was, it was the ag department, uh-huh. football. It was There were soccer kids in there. Oh, yeah. There was obviously baseball. Baseball. But I had never, I mean, talk about rallying around people. They were jumping. They could not wait right. to after that game to shave their head. They were so excited. Yeah. And then they'd run around and like look like a clown, like shave mm-hmm. one part of it and mm-hmm. their other part. Oh, they was were having long. so much fun. It was crazy. And then right. all the way down the middle and then they'd run around and be silly. And that was so such good medicine for mm-hmm. us to just see these kids and how excited they were. At at one point, like we were like shoulder to shoulder. I couldn't even get around because mm-hmm. it was super um powerful. Um but well, and I've been asked a bunch of times and that was that's the best day of coaching i've ever had yeah. because i know it was terrible why we were there but the kids were great oh. and then it was, it was about community well, at that point the, the the kid the kid that pitched for nogales i mean it was a nine inning game we won on a pass ball one to right. nothing and this kid from nogales who who was a d1 commit and just as a side thing, you know, Nogales is kind of inner city, and that's he, out of Oxnard, he, right? For the no, it's, tur- it's actually I grew up in Walnut, right by Pomona, and it's 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 pretty close to right there. Gotcha. So and, um, um, and he had just lost a nine inning playoff game, and they met out in the outfield, and we put up everything, and we were shaving each other's heads. And I remember this: he comes walking around, and Mike McAustin was like, "Hey, well, what are you doing?" And he goes. I just want to go shake his hand. And so, you know, that kid, just there's just the whole, I guess, vibe of the whole thing was so community and, and 
It was powerful. Yeah. It was so powerful. For a kid to drive up from L.A., get beat in nine innings, and in a one-one game on a ball the catcher should have caught, but he was throwing too hard for him to catch it. Yeah. So he could have blamed... didn't even get to play in. He, he didn't get to play in Yeah, it. he could have blamed anybody he wants for him to come over from the losing side and do that. I mean, I think it was just it didn't, the, the whole emotion enveloped everybody. Oh, that was such and, a And, you crazy. know, we saw that time and time again after Ryan was diagnosed. We would get um, baseball bats signed by the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Tascadero, a whole jersey. Right. St. Joe's. St. Joe's. So yeah. crazy. Um, a football team. Saddleback yep. College out of Southern mm-hmm. California. Um, signed a football. Yeah. You yeah. know, gave, yeah. Him, gave Ryan a football. And he yeah. did love receiving stuff in the hospital. Just, um, you know. The first spout was hard. The second bout spout was even harder. So we talk about that. And that was, um, they, you know, a lot of them would come in and just, you know, say hi to him. And um, that was amazing. Those were always good things to get and receive, you know, from, right. you know, his whole hospital room was just plastered with stuff. So that was um, that was amazing. But there was nothing like that head shaving. And yeah. we even would get text messages and pictures of people that were still doing it weeks after. Right. They're like, I just wanted to do this in your honor. I know I wasn't there that day, but I wanted to do it. And I just, the the, the kids were incredible. I, I, I wish that somebody would have had that on video somewhere because um, yeah. it was just absolutely incredible. And they were they were amazing. I just love it. Um, another thing that um, I can remember very um, vividly is that Ryan had been through a couple of treatments. Um, you know, baseball season we had done so well. He had gotten we had gone to senior day. Do you remember this? We had mm-hmm. went to senior day. Yep. Um, it was the awards banquet type of thing, and we met up with you. Mm-hmm. You had had us like set at a table in the front and you were kind of, um, you know, and I was like, I know that the, um, I think the news wanted to interview Ryan. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, we'll, we're going to be there, I guess, you know, and it's very, I don't know how to describe it, but everybody wanted to interview Ryan. And so it was very like exposing and Mm -hmm. you, you know, you think I'm really not a private person, but when something like that's going on, you're like, oh, this is so private. But I remember very, I mean, I think we were sitting right next to you. And did you know that Ryan was getting all the, I mean, he must have got every award imaginable. Most of them. Yeah. You did I you? Mean, well, some of them they don't tell anybody, but yeah. Because he ended up with the the athlete of the year. Of the year. Did yeah. you know that? Because yeah. that one you did. Yeah. Because he kept like going, like shoving me this paper and but I'm thinking I think you need to back up. Okay. Sorry. Because <laughs> when he was a freshman, mm-hmm. because at the baseball field for our listeners that don't know, yes. you have an awards box basically. Oh yes. It's yes. outside. And it's plaques of your CIF teams, of all your CIF yes. awards, everybody. And I remember oh. as a freshman, he looked at that box and he pointed to that and he goes, My name will be in that box. Oh. He would yeah. take me over to the box yeah. mm-hmm. several times, like throughout, because he was with you for four years, mm-hmm. pretty much, you know. Um, and he would take me to the box, and he'd be like, "Did you see this?" And I go, "Yeah, I saw it." And he goes, "My name's going to be there." And I kept thinking, "Pretty sure it's not," but because <laughs> that's my mentality. Like I'm like, 
it's not going to be there because you have a terrible team. You know what year you're graduating? Like you have a terrible team. Like maybe when, you know, Arbach and um, and mm-hmm. Grant and all that, you know, what was that was a 2014 season. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know that your name's going to be on there, but you might win something. I don't know. And then like he knew things, Brad. It was the craziest thing. And I don't know if he was just being like, for you know, facetious or whatever, but he knew my name's going to be on there and his name is. Yeah, it's all over it. It's all over that box. It's at least on, I think it's in there four times, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 He's one of, was it, we've had three people that won County Player of the Year, yeah. all yep. CIF, and County Player of the Year, all CIF. What's the third one? He was on the CIF team. On the CIF team. There's there's, there's one more we're missing, and I can't I think remember. of it right now. County Player of the Year, League MVP. League oh, MVP. League MVP. That's, That's what it was. was. That's what yep. it was. And he was super proud of that. He was so yeah. excited about that. So um, unbelievable, because he knew that he was going to be on that. He knew. He just knew. Yeah, I love that about him. Um, do you have a favorite memory? Yeah, I have... A lot of the a lot of the most fun I had with him was after he was done playing with me when him and Nash would come back after he after so he, he got was in well treatment. Well, no, like when he was hitting again, when he was getting back in baseball shape, right? Mm. So it was after, and so him and Nash would stop by my construction class and hang out, and we would just chat about stuff, and and once they're you know out there and they then that's kind of fun, but. You know the the head shaving day was 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 important, um, and then the the conversation I had with him before the CIF game, and his response, um, but I I don't know I, I honestly I could still see him coming around second base and me screaming at him to stop. <laughs> And him getting backpicked by like I have 10 that on, on I have that on video. So I'm screaming <laughs> oh, at him yeah. to stop, and he's just smiling, coming around yeah. second. He thought he was so fast. Oh, he God, thought he was hysterical. Fast. <laughs> it gonna... wasn't hysterical. He drove me crazy, but it was funny. I mean, oh. looking back at it, I do. I could still see the look. Like you know, I, you, you forget things, and things get kind of washed over. But I can see his face like it was five seconds ago, with just the smile on his face coming around second and I could feel the veins in my neck <laughs> screaming at How about him the clipboard stop. snapping? Yeah. <laughs> screaming at him to stop. You're like, what are you doing? Oh, How God. many clipboards did you go through in oh, your baseball career? Poor. Yeah, I just I and he did. He thought that it what he was so so fast and yeah, he really he wasn't. He really he wasn't. Did. Okay, one last I gotta talk a little bit about this because you say you had, I mean, we kind of talked a little bit about, you know, the people that had a lot of commit, maybe commitments in, in college or whatever. And, um, and Ryan did have, he did commit to a D2 school. Um, but I guess my question is, is that you coached him. He was a, a good player. He was a good person, but what, I mean, I guess my bottom line is I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I'm trying to ask about like what is your feeling about 17 strong because that you know that was not Stephen I's thing. This mm-hmm. is not what Stephen I want to be doing. So, um, but this is what he thought of, and I mean it's so like Ryan right. to do it. Right. It's so like Ryan. But um, but what is your feeling about 17 strong now that? Um, this is going to go off tangent a little bit. Um, 
when when Ryan passed, we had a thing over at uh, CrossFit Gym, mm-hmm. the Obsidian CrossFit Gym. And they had us speak. They had a, some of us spoke, some of us. And, you know, there's a bunch of kids there. And This was with Garth, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, so Garth. when I was, I didn't really know what I was going to say. And, and so I started talking just, and the thing that kind of popped into my head was um, I wanted all the kids there, all the, the high school kids there mm-hmm. to realize that he had given a blueprint of how you were supposed to be. Mm. Oh, wow. And it, 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 it then fish, fishtailed into my irritation that he was never going to get to be a dad. Mm. <laughs> and, and so I told him that day, I, I told him, I said, you guys know how you're supposed to be. You, you've been shown how you're supposed to act. And the fact that Ryan never got to be a dad, when you guys get your chance, you you need to remember how you're supposed to be and how you're supposed to treat other people. And this is what you want your kid to grow up to be like. And I think that the 17 strong thing is his kid. (laughs) And that's the way I see it. Never thought of it that way. <laughs> Neither have I. But you're exactly right. Yeah. And it's his. It's what he left behind. It's like you know what. Yeah. It's, it's his baby. Yeah, and it's his legacy, yeah. and it's it's what he left behind that's gonna affect the next generations. And so, oh, wow. I like it because I feel like he got a chance to be a dad. Mm. So cool. So cool. That's powerful. That is so cool. Really powerful. Wow. Well, um, that's a good place to start winding up. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, and, oh my you know, we had the honor of after Ryan passed and it was, it was really tough because it was that, that next season that you um, retired his number. Mm. That meant so much to us. Yeah. So much to us. We were. I'm still blown away by it. So 17 is officially retired at the uh, Arroyo Grande High School baseball field. And then 17 for football, because 17 was his number everywhere, is an award um, awarded to a player that most represents Ryan's qualities on the football team. Mm -hmm. And you probably didn't even know this, but uh, that kid had a letter from a D one football school that he had stashed in his bedroom asking him to come play football at a D one school. And of course he didn't show it to us because that's not what he wanted to do. Right. You know, and you know, he had those D one offers to go play baseball and he was like, no, I want to go be with Garrett. I want to go hunting. I want to go fishing. I want to be the big man on the squad and not have to worry about, 
you know, fighting all these sure. these yeah. kids all the time, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, and you alluded to that earlier is coming from our area. You might be the big fish in the pond here, but when you get to these schools that are pulling all the big fish from all over the country, right. you right. know, you're, you're swimming upstream the whole time, sure. you know? So yeah, the well, RMAC's a beautiful place. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, for is. those, for those of people that don't know that, that yeah. conference is a really oh. nice fit for our kids here. It, it really is. It, it, it really, really is. Colorado is. is beautiful. And we yeah. have a great connection with those coaches. And we have, I like to think we have a pipeline for anybody. Absolutely. Any, Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. For those of you that don't know, my daughter goes yeah. there. Yes. Right. Yeah. Macy right. goes there. And we, I, I love seeing her there. It always makes me laugh and makes me smile whenever I get to see her. And yeah. Grand Junction. I get to see her in California a lot. Mm-hmm. But when I get to see her there, it makes me, you know. And I said, what made you decide to go to Grand Junction? She said, mostly Ryan. Yeah. So that's, I just yeah. remember her and like the little snack bar. And <laughs> I was like, who's the cute girl? And I'm like, oh, it's Macy Latchman. This is like when she was in. You know, sixth, seventh grade. Yeah. I remember yeah. all yeah. of them, you know, and I remember I have a picture. That picture, mm-hmm. that is Brady. Yeah, it's Brady in the, in back. the background. He's oh, blurred. right there. That yeah. is Sitting Brady. The, yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. look at that picture and I'm like, that's Brady in the back. Mm-hmm. How old is he? He has to be eight, nine. 14? 14. Oh, no, 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 no. no. I'm saying we're, this was 2013, right? So he had been 11. 11. Okay. That sounds about right. Yeah. That yeah. sounds about right. 11. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but he was coming yeah. to the... Um, oh yeah, um, a lot of all good the members. gear on, all the gear oh, on. And he used to, he used to. They used to feel so bad because, because we didn't lose very often. When we lost, he'd go in the bullpen and cry. Oh my gosh! And so they'd be like, "We got, we got to rally, we got to rally, or Brady's gonna cry." Brady's gonna cry. <laughs> Brady's gonna go cry. That's yeah. so funny. Oh, How gosh. did Ryan? Sorry, I have to ask this too, just because I don't know. Mm-hmm. How did your kids deal with the whole thing with Ryan? Was that a was that a process that because everybody does this differently? Yeah, and um, I know Brady had saw Ryan. Oh yeah, and well, and obviously. Ryan interacted with Brady all the time Absolutely. because Ryan interacts with everybody all the time. And especially if you put a little kid that's wants to play catch all the time and do all oh, that, yeah. you know, who's going to be the first guy out of the dugout Ryan to play catch with kids. him. He right. loved the kids. Love that. Um, I don't know that Brady was old enough to really grasp it. The first diagnosis, the second one, he definitely did. Gotcha. And, and Macy... We visited Ryan at UCLA. The second diagnosis, Westwood. Yeah, yeah. Westwood. We stopped by there on the way down. Um, yeah, we 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 talked about it. Um, I think uh, I don't know. I think I, I think Brady was just. There's, you know how they get mad more than they get. Oh, yeah. totally. It's I like, get mad too sense. sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I get mad too sometimes. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, well, that doesn't, you know, that right. That's not the right person. That's like, not. That's yeah. not okay. Right. And so right. I think that was their reaction, and it's just right. Right. You know, hopefully you you do a decent job parenting, and you tell them this is why you live every second right. and have the best time you possibly can, and when you feel like, yep. oh man, this. I'm not. I, I'm not getting any breaks. It's you know my life stinks. It's like hold on a second. Yeah, hold on a hold second. Hold on yeah. a second. Somebody yeah. always has a Somebody worse. Somebody has a worse. Gotta, that's right. We got to reel you back in. Back and, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And think about this a little bit. Yeah. So let's end on this note because I just remembered this. <laughs> Do you remember 
when um, we had this big fishbowl and we had everybody at the service write something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember uh-huh. about two years ago? I think when you redid, when you had done Ryan's room. After the house fire. After the house fire. And you said, I thought I was brave enough and I was going to grab it out and I was going to look. We have never looked at them. Mm-hmm. We grabbed one of, you grabbed one of them out yeah. and bowled. Yeah. Do you remember? No, I don't remember. I remember bowling about it. It was Brad's and it was something to the fact that he just alluded to of, um, now I know what kind of kid I want Brady to grow up to be. Yeah. Not. We were doing so fine. powerful. <laughs> I know it okay. was so powerful. So we go. Well, we're not ready for that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that we'll ever be ready for that. That's a <laughs> that was really it. nice. But those are not coincidences, in my opinion, no. because out of the whole fishbowl, mm. Steve chose. He goes, "I'm just gonna look at one," and that was so powerful. And there's hundreds in there. There was over three thousand people at his right. service, and. You know, the cards, the, I mean. I could wallpaper a house. And yeah. I wrote some great lines for our for our day. <laughs> and that guy stole like six of them. Like the one about, by the third inning, Ryan would be, you know, the umpire, the home plate umpire, the base umpire, the shortstop, the second base. And he didn't even give me credit for that. That was mine. Who is this? Well, I missed it. The When they did the service. I was sitting there going, I go, I just said that yesterday. <laughs> Like, Are you talking about our pastor yes. that did it? Yeah, because yeah. oh, he was at the game. He had to have been right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And that's no, so true. That's my. Fa- that's one of the favorite. Thing that was. It's like Ryan, stop talking to everybody. Yeah, he wanted to be friends oh, with yeah. everybody. He, he had no everybody. enemies. He had yeah. no enemies. That's yeah. why it was so important that I asked for forgiveness. So yeah, yeah, yeah. no enemies. So um, one of a kind kid, probably. Oh, yeah. One no. Of, yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know that you'll have another one like that. And um, yeah. In a lot of areas, he tested you and tried you, and <laughs> yeah, but you know that those are the kids. Nash was the same way. Yeah. I mean, we used we'd scream at each other about which pitch we were calling, and those are the kids that those are the kids you you have a you know you parent them yeah. while they're you parent them for baseball. Yeah, right. yeah, and and you're not their friend when they're right. in high school, but nope. that you know yep. then you see them. You know, you see, I, you see yeah. the, the kids when we come to the Seventeen Strong thing, and oh. all those guys, and you know, I love to watch them grow and and make adult decisions, and um, you know, I just semi adult decisions. I know, I know, but you know, we're we're That's working on it. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, we're working on them, and they're they're just great kids, and um, yeah, I love them, and they're a connection to Ryan, so. That's why they they are so important to me. And the yeah. same thing with our Victor Trip recipients. And you said that too. It's like mm-hmm. I feel such a connection to them because they're connected to Ryan somehow. You right. know, because yeah. if that didn't happen, I wouldn't have met them. Even though I hate the reason that I meet them. You mm-hmm. know, I don't like that situation. But in they typical are, Ryan fashion, you make a good thing out of a bad situation. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And they are. You know, they always are so overwhelmed with you know, the gift that, mm-hmm. you know, we get to send them on a trip of their choice. But I always tell them, just take a moment and think, Brian. And they are just so overwhelmed that they, you know, he thought of other people before, mm-hmm. you know, himself because he didn't get to go on a victory trip. But, um, but anyway, what a, what an amazing, yeah, this he, was so well, was, awesome. 
you go visit. I went every time I visited him in the hospital. He he was like, "How's the team? Who's do? Maybe you should do this." And I'm like, "Bro, you're fighting cancer. Maybe we should talk about you for a second. And he didn't want to have any no. Of that. He wanted to be so normal. Even, he even wanted when the to UCLA be normal. Coach would come in there when mm-hmm. Coach Savage would come in. How's the team? What's going on? Yep. You know what about they want to talk baseball? He didn't want to talk about him. No, he talk baseball. Same sure. thing with Justin Turner. He mm-hmm. wanted to talk about who do you like to pitch or hit off of? Who's this? And you should have heard that conversation. It was like, what is going on? But that is typical Ryan. Yeah. He did not want to be the guy that you know. He would roll his eyes at us if we asked him, "How you feeling?" Too much, mm-hmm. you know. Like, you know, that's just the way he was. But um, yeah, what a great kid. Brad, thank you. Thank it's you so much for an being emotional, here. <laughs> good. One of our longer podcasts. But so and, good. Uh, so worth it. Yeah. No, thank was... you to all of our supporters. Yes. Um, we just finished up our fundraiser. Brad was there. Yes. And uh, successful event. So thank you to all of our supporters. Absolutely. And, uh, thanks to our studio engineer, Mr. Nate Han. Thank you, Nate. And uh, he worked overtime today. He That's worked right. overtime That's today. Right. Yep. We had some tech technical okay, difficulties. Okay. And what's our, what's our sign off, Brad? What's our sign off? Yeah. Do you know? No, I don't know. You got yes, you do. Yes, you do. Oh, well, I know. I just don't know now. Yeah, Attitude yeah. is everything. Yes, Attitude it is. is Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. To be part of the show, make a donation, or request more information, go to 17strong.org. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-E-E-N strong.org.